girl Faith Evans, and I just finished interviewing with Hollywood Unlocked. We had a blast talking about the past, the present, and the future. Make sure y'all check it out. Okay, so okay. Melissa, your body looks amazing. You amazing. know, between you and Faith Evans, I didn't know who the fuck was fighting for Best Figure Award of 2018. But clearly, you've been you know, keeping it together. What are you doing? Um, well, I am uh, doing a lot of Pilates. Yeah. And some yoga. Yeah. Um, I run some sprints every once in a while. Yeah. But of course, something that I like to fall back on just in terms of convenience, just in terms of um, it being readily available in my home is Beachbody On Demand. And uh, what's great about their streaming service is it gives you instant access to a wide variety of super effective workouts so you can do it in the comfort of your living room 24-7. But the best part is, is that I'm planning a couple of trips. I'm going to Barcelona in a couple of weeks. Wow. Wait, um, hold, hold on. You did not clear that with me. Okay. Hold, <laughs> Are you going to Barcelona? I am going to Barcelona. Guess where weeks. I'm going in a couple of weeks? Where? Barcelona. Don't you dare. Guess okay. where I'm going in a couple of weeks? <laughs> to hell. <laughs> You're going to hookah. Um, but what is, what I love about the the fact uh, of travel is that I'm able to still get my workouts in, you know, even while I'm on the road, doesn't matter what country I'm in, what city I'm in. All I got to do is log on to Beachbody On Demand and just stream like whatever. If I want to do some yoga, if I want to mm -hmm. do Pilates, if I want to do any like strength training or, you know, hit you know, exercises, mm -hmm. there's some, exer there's some, you know, uh, there's available uh, ex workouts that are as short as 10 minutes mm -hmm. and you don't even need any equipment other than your body. So yes. it's dope. Beach I'm, I'm really, amazing. I'm really, really excited about it. So I'm going to be taking it with me when I do go to Spain. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I do end up in Bali too, cause that's also on the list. Mm -hmm. We already know that's Beach Body's behind some amazing companies like some other brands like P90X and Sanity, 21 Day Fix, T25, Brazil Butt Lift, Pio. Yeah, so. Pio. Well, I won't lie. I haven't tried Beach Body yet because Hino is still hurting me mm -hmm. in real life. But mm -hmm. what we should all do is the three of us should plan a beach to, body to do day. one of these Beach Body things and then come in and talk about it next time. Well, I mean, I could talk so about it because yeah, I've done them. But, you guys got to definitely do it. What would you do? Let me see. What do I want? Uh, the me, two of you I would need do, to do, do Insanity. I would do it Insanity. Or, I would definitely do Insanity. Or, or, um, or T25. T25. I'm, I'm going to do the Brazilian butt lift. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> no, you know, I will do, I'll be, I'll do P90X. I'll do it one time. And me being a, a retired dancer, I definitely got to do hip hop abs. Mm, okay. So we're going to do those okay. and we'll get back and let folks know. And I DM Shanti and I told him I need him to come on to the show because Shanti is out here living his best life. He has you know, twins now. Has I know, and a husband. I mean, you yeah. know, I knew Shanti when he was dancing for Britney Spears. Mm -hmm. Look yeah. at him now. Yeah. He's, he's, he's amazing. And uh, the, I mean, insanity, I've seen people literally drop what seemed like 40 pounds inside a month when they do that consistently because it is literally insane. If I did insanity in my apartments, my neighbors would, would be like, you. what is going on in Studio B? Exactly. <laughs> but, no, but that's not my, I just won't want to tell you my address. So I, listen, so the reason why I want a lot of you to try this service is because, you know, speaking directly to the women, um, a lot of us forsake our health in terms of our cardiovascular health in terms of being active because we're worried about our hair mm. 
no, you got to worry about heart disease, which is the number one killer of women of color, specifically the um, African-American women. So this is why I really want you to try the service, because you need to do something for you that's going to increase the longevity of your life. That's what I really want you to do. So right now, our listeners can get a special free trial membership when you text UNLOCKED to 303030. And you will get full access to this entire platform for free. All the workouts, nutrition, nutritional information, and support, totally free, um, which is what you need. You need to be handheld through something new like this. And so, let me talk to all the men. I saw an interview recently where somebody said that they were uh, 40 years old or something and that they only had about 40 summers left and weren't going to give it to one person. So basically saying I wasn't going to waste any time giving mm-hmm. a summer to a person, but mm-hmm. now we can stop giving our summers to being unhealthy. So mm-hmm. I would say I would challenge everybody to, to get in and do it with us so maybe we could try it together. And who knows what this can turn out. We may have Hollywood Unlocked Health Fitness Centers or exactly. some shit. And, you know? and it's free, people. Oh, it's Just, free. Yes. So tell them how they can get their trial membership and how they can get this free, amazing opportunity. Okay, Again. so text UNLOCKED to 303030. 30. That is UNLOCKED. To 30, 30, 30, and you will get the entire platform for free for one month. Unlock your abs, niggas. It's right there in front of you. Right. <laughs> what up, everybody? This is Jason Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. And I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Giovanni. Oh, oh Lord. Lord. You look absolutely ridiculous with those photos. <laughs> with, those, with those on. And I was at the gym, and Hino told me to tell you, stop stealing his shit. First of all, and foremost, he forgot him, and I picked him up for him. I ain't want him on anyway. Is that Cash Doll or Kelly Rowland on your shirt? She has. I think it's Kelly. It looks like Kelly to me. I don't know who she is, but she can get it. Well, she is. That's actually Kelly Rowland. If it's Kelly, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Hi, Kelly. Respect her, please. All right. So listen, we have the beautiful Faith Evans coming in. I love this woman to death. I have been friends with her for about eight years or some change, and she's just the sweetest person ever. So I'm looking forward to talking to her. Have you ever met Faith before? Um, just in passing, but you know, super fan. Uh, grew up to her music. Um, but it's so funny to say because we're close in age. I know. I did not know we were as close as we are because she yeah. seems so iconic from such an early age. But that just mm-hmm. lets you know just how young she was when she was her, like 22. Yeah, 21. when her music was coming out. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's even she was even younger than that. Mm-hmm. She has to have been. Mm, I don't know. But anyway, we're okay. going to talk to her. And right. I was doing my research. I typically don't do that. Mm. And I saw that she has a song with this artist or this group that I know you're going to salivate over because. Mm-hmm. So annoyed by it. Mm-hmm. Little Dragon. Yes. Little Dragon. Have you heard the song? I have. Mm. Yeah. I you have. like the song? I love the song. Little Dragon can do no wrong in my mind. And mm. so, you know, combining Faith. And Little Dragon. Little Dragon and Raphael Sadiq. I'm, I was in heaven. It was. Mm. It's such mm. a great song. Well, listen, we're going to get into that when Faith gets here. And mm-hmm. Giovanni, you're going to keep your hands to yourself because this is the queen of R&B. Oh. Mm-hmm. I would never. All right. So, Melissa, what did you do this weekend? Um, I just, uh, I was just hanging out with friends. Um, one of my friends just, uh, got a new house in the Hills, which is where I've been taking all of my pictures recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's, that's, that's really basically it. Just catching up with friends. There's and- been so much positivity on our last show about your, uh, the discussion around you taking those photos. A lot um, of people online had a lot of positive things to say. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? They were basically saying if they were your age, 40, and had that body, and it was natural, they'd be doing the same damn thing, too. Fuck. 
rock on people. Thank you very much. And speaking of which, I do want to say something. And I normally wouldn't do this because I think that we live in in a state in which everybody is just so apologetic for, for no fucking reason. I mean, I swear you can't even fart without having to apologize these days. It's getting super. I got to fart right now. And if I do, I'm not apologizing. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't <laughs> presume that you will. I was accused by some of Nicki Minaj's fans for body shaming her because I made a comment about her dress not being um, just not being, you know, the most flattering dress on her. Be clear, people. I do not body shame people. I'm all about women empowerment. And so the apology is not necessarily for what I said, but just the the lack, the the intention that was stated. It was not it wasn't my intention to body shame because I don't do that. I think Nicki Minaj is is beautiful. I think that she's in a a dope artist. I don't have anything against her. Everybody has a misstep on a red carpet. I just personally didn't think that it was her best look. And that's just basically it. But the one thing I will not stand for is anybody ever saying that I body shame women. I'm all about uplifting women. I'm all about positivity. That's just, that's my movement. Why well, so. apologize about shit? She looked extra thick and her goddamn neck was missing. And you know what? <laughs> Fuck the barbs. They could come on and suck on all this dick <laughs> okay. that I got. Okay. I, Jason I, Lee? I, I, I had because a- here's the deal. I love Nicki Minaj. No, I know. And you mm-hmm. love Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. But we Minaj. also have to be honest. Everybody on a red carpet don't look good and, and, all the time. Right. And so... I just don't want anybody. I just, I just am not going to accept the label of of a woman who, you know, wants people to accept me, but then I'm going to go and turn around and body shame somebody. That was not what I was doing. If you perceived it as such, well, then you just need to well, play listen, the tape back. I'm a thick nigga but, that calls a Kit Kat a Kit Kat when he sees a Kit Kat, and yeah. she looked like a Kit Kat. And you know what? I'll take all the smoke. Give it to me because I need my Instagram numbers to go up. I'm going to always have an opinion, and some are going to like it, and some are not going to like it. And people try to slap me, run me over, threaten me, beat me up at clubs. I'm okay with all of that. I want all the smoke. Okay. I love you, Nikki. Well, um, but just, you know, keep on fasting and doing what you do. Yeah. Well, I don't know anything about her fasting. <laughs> Anyways, so that was my weekend is I was just chilling with some some very good friends. I was hanging out with Sidra Smith. Um, Tasha Smith is... Tasha Smith's twin sister? sister? Twin yeah, sister, Identical yes. twin sister. Identical twin. Mm-hmm. That Sidra and I are like... Oh, I love that woman. Kindred spirits. She is just, she's so amazing. Mm. Um, so it was just like a weekend. And she got a pretty old bald head too. Yeah, she she's does just, have a uh, nice she's just, head. She's just so I'm amazing. I'm not mad at Tamar's bald head right now either. Mm, okay. Um, Tamar, listen, I love Tamar Braxton too. And I'm not going to start, we're not going to start a whole show about shaming people because I know I'm going to get. No, I love her shape. Tamar's face is very pretty. Gorgeous. I do not like Tamar bald. I'm sorry. I like her bald. Okay. She's cute. That's cool. Not I mean, a lot of women could pull it off, and I, I, I think she's, I think she's doing it really. She's doing it with a lot of confidence. That's for sure. I don't, I don't think I could do the same. I don't know what the I shape think of Bill my Co- head Bill is. Bill Cosby's wife is doing this. a better job. <laughs> well, I mean, Camille has had like crop, cropped hair for like a really long time, mm. so I think we've gotten acclimated to it. But, anyways, what what did you do this week? Well, well, let's let Gio because I'm sure Gio had something exciting going on in these streets. Sure. Or oh, I could tell you want me to go next. No, nah, I'm just okay. Look. I've been, uh, you know, I moved out of my spot just looking for my next spot, mm. next apartment, you know. <laughs> so that's all you did this weekend was look for a new spot? Yeah. And smoke I mean, some hookah. The house hunting, uh, apartment hunting game sucks. Mm-hmm. That's why I've lived in I the same it. neighborhood for almost eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I literally I have lived on every block in Hollywood. Oh, I hate mm-hmm. it. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Oh, and I did more than smoke hookah. I made some boss moves. Just ain't the deal that I can't talk about yet. I love Hollywood. We always talk about what we can't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, I do want to say shout out to uh, 
two 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 beautiful girls that um in different days stopped me and they show a lot of love. And I'm Jocelyn and Anna. I told y'all shout y'all out because y'all are big, 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 big supporters of the show. So Jocelyn and Anna, thank you so much. Yeah, and similar to that, I was just in Miami this past weekend. I flew out um for a birthday party dinner with um Patience, who's um Cardi's, Cardi's publicist. Yeah. She that, Patience man. brought Cardi here on our show. She's probably one of the most amazing and and accessible people in the industry. And even with her come up, she just did an amazing interview uh, with a really big outlet. And she's just still, we talk every single day. So mm-hmm. anyway, I had just been in Miami and Dominican Republic, had no plans to go back, but she invited me to her birthday dinner and yacht party situation. Um, so I flew out. Anyway, it was me, her, Colin, who's doing all of Cardi's fashion, mm-hmm. who's doing an amazing job making mm-hmm. Cardi look great, mm-hmm. um, you know, during this whole pregnancy stage and even before, but uh, and Cardi. And we had a long conversation that I won't get into the particulars because we talked about a lot of things, including uh, her running into Nicki Minaj at the Met Gala. But which I do have to make mention. Yes, Nicki was the devil. And then here's Cardi as basically like Mary Magdalene, (laughs) mother of God. I mean, it's just... It's, it, it, it was, it was, it was such a like great it was moment. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, so, but uh, Cardi talked to me candidly about that. And she shut down her Instagram this weekend, huh? Yeah, but I mean, she had she had DM'd me and said, you know, uh, I'm gonna disable my account because it's just too much. I can't enjoy my pregnancy. I can't enjoy my man. I can't even enjoy all this money. I need to like step back. And it's good that she recognizes that. You know, she's at a place where if it becomes overwhelming, I'm going to step back. So it's not like she's gone forever. She's the girl no, but just, I feel like she's still on Twitter, though. Yeah, but and we're talking about her Instagram. She disabled okay. her Instagram. But uh, back to the dinner. We were celebrating the birthday. We, we talked a lot about that. But she was such a good spirit. But the funny part that I will share about the dinner is after when the bill came. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we were drinking and eating and that table was full. Mm-hmm. When that bill came, you know, I was ready to pay my part. But you know how niggas don't like splitting the bill? Mm-hmm. Cardi pulled that. Cardi pulled that credit card out and slapped it down to pay the bill. Bill was probably a thousand dollars, and uh, of course I didn't act like I was gonna reach for nothing. But Cardi, <laughs> she got all the money, but she paid for it. But the cute part about it all is, you know how you get your credit card and it still has a sticker on it. Uh-huh. She still had the sticker on her credit card. Oh, I want to say, girl, they let you have that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she paid for it. And then we went to party with the Migos afterwards. And uh, them niggas got so much jewelry, it don't make no sense. Yeah, but anyway, had a good time. And then I started storming, and I got on a plane and came back. That was it. Mm, yeah, that storming could have turned into a hurricane. But I do want to explore getting me an apartment in Miami. Of course you do. I do. I love Ocean do. Avenue. I love... Are you going to move on from Dominicans to Cubans? No. Okay. I'm not. Okay. You know, Cubans, God bless them. I met some Cubans. I met some Colombians. I met some Dominicans and some Puerto Ricans. I met all the ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they, they all have they all have a common thing in, in general. Um, Which is they fine. If they're fine as hell. But <laughs> I will say I do have a new barber in, in Miami. You need to go and check him out. His name is Nick, and he's at True Cuts. He is the fucking truth. He has all the magic that I need to look the way I need to look. He cut that? He didn't cut this. I got this cut today by Alan. But he, the, Alan referred me to him, and he's amazing. And his haircuts hold. I love a haircut that can hold. I mean, for like three, four days later, it was still cut. I was amazed. How and much I, was it? 50 no, he's cheaper than my barber in L.A. You know, L.A. barbers, this is $50, $50 every week. He was like $25, $30. Oh, man. But I tipped him $30, oh, wow. so oh, wow. he got a $60. Oh, it was, when I looked at myself, I wanted to fuck myself. Well. <laughs> so you, you call your norm. Get your gay ass over here, nigga. <laughs> but well. the real gag was the barber sitting across from him was so goddamn fine that I was trying to figure out how to get his Instagram without seeming 
This yeah. is my first time meeting him. Yeah. I just want to be all out like, hey, nigga, you know, I'm gay as hell. But mm-hmm. when I saw Hysterical. the guy sitting across from him, mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out, okay, what type of promotional can I do here? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't working. You know, mm-hmm. But anyway, he was gorgeous, too. Shout out to True Cuts. Okay, well. On this game. Okay, well, I forgot to shout out uh, getting sent these these flowers that, like, last they're so, they smell so I, good. I heard those last like a year, right? They do. They do last a year. Venus et Fleur. That's what they are. And I, they're just, I was. Who I'm, sent them to you? An admirer, she said. Read the card. I, it doesn't have a card. So how do you know who sent them? I, I. You know, because she got a text. I, her. yeah, I have a. Can you show the people the flowers? Oh, okay. Well, everybody is, oh, okay. everybody is listening on Google Play, yeah. Spotify, yeah. or Okay. iTunes yes. may not be able to see them. Well, they got an Instagram page, Venus That's Fleur. But, like but, a funeral home. Well, I mean, you know what? The Kardashians get these ones a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're featured in their show a lot. So if you watch, you know, <laughs> Keeping Up with the Kardashians, you've seen these flowers that they, they get sent to a lot of celebrities. And those stuff are the like ones that. I sent Jen for Valentine's Day and they got and thrown in the trash. Those are the same flowers that we <laughs> saw <laughs> that we saw at yeah. uh, You Know they Who's were. House yes. that were there. And I guess they've been there for, they last for like a year. They do last a year. So I'm, and they smell so good. I didn't expect them to smell hmm. because they last a year well, so now I'm, you can go home and you can just just pluck all your petals and lay right there in the bed and just take photos no, 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 no. i'm about to decorate my bookshelf with these suckers yeah i'm hmm. i'm really excited about these so thank you mr <coughs> well, anonymous shout out to the man who's not as anonymous to you and uh yeah i'm glad <laughs> to be back and i'm glad to be uh you know, just the thing I love about the show is we really do just share what we think. And there's something that I'm introducing in our next show that mm-hmm. we're going to do today called oh. The Socialite Sound Off, where we're going to read comments from our viewers. Really? Yeah, but we only read the comments from your from YouTube. So you have to go leave them on YouTube because Instagram, they're all over the place. And I honestly, mm-hmm. once we post like 50, 60 times a day, I can't go back and look at what you're saying. That's true. I love reading the comments. I be re- I just be reading. I'm, I be I'm, laughing. I'm, good. I'm glad. I, I mean, I'm sure for you it's a good source no, of confidence. No, people really... They be going in on me too. I mean, yeah, sometimes when you don't, you know, sometimes, but they, you got a lot of love. You know, listen, I read the comments and, <laughs> you know, I'm, last show, they all love Melissa. They didn't really like just, me. You they never, were glad you're you, back. You can't please everybody. Listen. And I've noticed when time. you leave a long time, they miss you. When I leave and when you leave, it's always, oh, Melissa, I can't do it. The no, first time I had sex and my dick didn't get hard, oh my I said, you can't please everybody. Right. <laughs> well, we but love God is still you good guys all the time. Mm-hmm. All right, but look, we're gonna get to some music, and we'll be back with the beautiful Faith Evans. Yeah. There's only one queen of R&B to me, and that's Faith Evans. <laughs> wow. Faith yes, Evans. and we have her in the building. It's Big Jesus Fizzy from the bricks representing what all day straight like that baby. No. Now, oh, hello, it's Faith Evans, first was, lady. I was just getting ready to say I've looked at a lot of your interviews, and you're always so calm. But today, yeah. maybe we got Brick City in the building. Okay. Man. No, so you know what's funny is I've known you for probably seven or eight years and I've never Googled you. <laughs> I've never Googled me either. Really? Really? I Google myself every goddamn day. Well, that's because you you're waiting for Google to do something. <laughs> 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 but no, I've never you that's know, just true. doing some research and watching some of your old interviews and stuff today or your past interviews today. I did some Googling, but I've never like Googled. Like, I don't be like, who is Faith Evans? Like, that's just, you know, you've always been, and I've always told you this privately, you've always been my favorite artist. You have, thank you, and I always say thank you. Yeah, and I told you also. First, I'd be like, for real. And he doesn't just—he doesn't just say it to you, to your face. He talks about it frequently. Yeah, Faith Evans you, is his favorite artist. No, yes, for real, because you, I was because I found out I was gay listening to Reasons. I was sitting in my oh, room. I told right. you this before, <laughs> and I was playing her album, and then it got to the last song, and I was like, "Damn, I'm in love with my best friend." Wow. <laughs> Man. No, but so uh, that's a good memory, though. 
It's a great memory. Mm-hmm. Right. Look at, okay. look at, I'll look take at me it. now, I'll gay as it. ever. <laughs> Stardust. <laughs> no, but you know, the thing I love about Faye that people He's don't so know. Stupid. And by the way, I get to call her Faye because the people that she knows, they call her Faye. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the public calls her Faye. Mm-hmm. Or Miss Evans. Or Miss Evans. Evans. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're the first lady. Mm-hmm. Man. Nobody called me that. I'm still like over here sitting just like, I can't I can't stop looking at you because like, you're a It's you're like a, looking you're at you're TV, living right? Legend. Like, it's like, yeah. Well, like, so is she in her own I'm, way. I've been knowing this queen for two years. But okay, I'm just, so, so you, so you know her already. So I'm used yeah. to her, but I'm just looking like, man. That's like, why I was like, is that Melissa Ford? Yeah, I, I saw you. You have no idea how good that felt. I love the fact that she came in here and we had her warming up with her own music, Love Like This For. She was just over here still singing her own song. Like, like it's how does that still feel? Like, all this time later hearing a song like that, you come in and. Well, this song in particular. Love Like This. Is a. Probably the one that you know. I'm like, wow! I have one of those records that is a real. Guess the know, it's timeless. Started. It's one of them records mm-hmm. that yeah. you're gonna probably always hear, and that's amazing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I think I'm so used to hearing it because they do play it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's the, but it, the party I mean, started. I don't take it as anything less than a blessing. I love it. How does it feel when people refer to you as a legend or an icon? Because you know, you are in fact a legend and an icon and in the still industry. Young, and beautiful, and, and, and effervescent, and, and yeah. all these wonderful things. But like, how, do you feel? Do you feel like the contribution that you've made? to, um, you know, the music industry, R&B, hip hop. Like, do you do you feel the 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 weight of it on you at, at any time? Not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to answer your first question, how does the, I, I think it took me a minute to get used to it. I think I probably have been hearing that term legend and mm-hmm. more in the last. I don't know. I want to say five years or maybe paying attention to it more mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I take it as a compliment, I guess, you mm-hmm. know, because I know I'm I'm still here and I'm kicking and mm-hmm. that is good. I'm all right. And, and you look good. And the I got a bad back, but you know. <laughs> I got a bad You wouldn't back. know that. <laughs> well, co- Unless you see me with my back brace oh, on. Oh, man. What? You touch me and you feel it under my clothes. First of all, we, first of all what we're not going to do is talk about anybody touching you because we, we, Giovanni, you're going to keep your hands just Well, oh, even in one. the airport, I always beep, beep, and I'll be like, oh, my back brace. Like, <laughs> back brace. No, you know, I didn't know that, I didn't know until today that you were black and Italian like me. I mm-hmm. did not know that you were biracial that. either. Something of did. that sort. I mean, I'm black in other than black, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. No, and I don't the, know my father or his anyone bloodline. in his family. Yeah. yeah. So the thing you two have in common and that I know she's religious about is those damn stairs in Culver City. Mm. I go to Santa Monica. You go to Santa Monica. Okay. I do both. I do okay. both. But um, I've never done Culver City. Oh, girl. But I hear about it, but then I think because of my back, all my friends that go I feel like, like it, because I, it's yeah, I feel like it would be really hard on oh, yeah. your back because mm-hmm. the stairs are just so wider there's there's apart, some that right? are wider apart. They are a beast. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. so, so early on in your career, you were heavier and you lost a lot of weight and you've been able to keep your weight off. I'm I'm struggling. I'm losing weight, but it, I don't know where she it's, got it's focused. Just Jason, how did you? What was the commitment? Like, how did you get to where you were and to where you are now? Well, wait. Let me be accurate about it. Let okay. me take you back because when when I first got my deal, my daughter was. Probably less than a year old. So okay. I put on a whole lot of weight with her. So when I met Puff, I was like, you know, not even, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to necessarily get a deal. I was there as my daughter's. Were you singing background then? No, I was there as my daughter's father's ride to the studio, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but wow. um, they needed someone to sing a part. And then I'm, 
murdered it, and he asked me to sign his label. But nonetheless, when I first got my deal, um, I actually lost a bunch of weight, but I wasn't working out. You know, I went to this doctor, and, you know, I was starving myself. Mm -hmm. But then I'm looking back, like, I was an eight, which isn't super huge, but I was still wearing suits. But that was all a part of his whole idea of this mature. But I'm looking back, like, I looked, even then, like, felt like I looked so much older than I was. Soon as I get home video. Mm. thought was, you're going to be my mature balladeer, blah, blah, blah. But in terms of the weight, I actually was bigger second album because I had just had CJ. I actually lost weight before so my first album came out. So the weight gain was pregnancy weight? Well, yeah, all okay, the time. Okay. I gained like 60, 70 every time. Wait, like, so, wait so when you were singing the Soon As I Get Home Faith, the suits, that was all that idea of Puffs being the... Because well, it really yeah, was about I the mean, voice. Well, yeah, but it went right, and it's not like I came. I'm not. That wasn't necessarily my thing. I was. I didn't see myself in some sex symbol way. He didn't meet mm-hmm. me like that. I was. You know, that's just not even me. My style, nothing. Mm-hmm. Unless you know, we in the bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a different story. Speaking, speaking <laughs> of bed. <laughs> speaking of bed. Um, not too long. Not too. Not too long ago. <laughs> not too long ago, I was in bed. Uh, you know, with somebody, and they, and they said, "Let's play some music." So I have a little beats pill. So I put on some music, and I I go to the Faith Evans playlist because if you go to iTunes <laughs> and you find the Faith Evans Essentials and mm-hmm. you click the first mm-hmm. song, you could just let that bitch play all the way mm-hmm. through. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you really do have like some bedroom music, make like bedroom. baby making music. I don't need, well, I don't. Well, you know, okay, yes, gay niggas ain't yes. figured it out, right? Yet. Right. But right. as far as like playing the music in the bed, you got bed that you got music that makes you want to make love, touch somebody, yeah, yeah cuddle, and you write all your music, make passion. So your discography is pretty long, which means you're making a lot of money. Yeah, right? all that well, publishing. Well, also correction on that. I do write on all of my music. Earlier in my career, I wrote everything. Yeah. Wow. But as the years went on, as the kids lot. came along and, you know, that wasn't my only hustle and I had mm-hmm. a lot more on my plate, I definitely work with co-writers. Like now it's more to the point where... Okay, I, I know I can write. I'm a hell of a arranger, and I'm going to make this whole thing Faith Evans, but I got this amount of time, and I'm not leaving out of here with nothing on the track. So right, I'll right. pull in my people that I write with and work with, you know, and we bounce ideas off I each other. I think my good friend Candace Wakefield it. is one of those, yeah? Yeah, she was just at my house Yeah, yesterday. that's my home. Hey, that was Candace. one of last night. Mm-hmm. She was just at my house. She's amazing. But you still write. All yeah, I do. I do write. You ain't never just but walking I'm not, in saying I mean, saying, some I got... people may take that as, well, my friend worked with her. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? She lying because Candace, you know. Yeah. Well, we're not I talking... work with other writers. <laughs> we're not talking about Beyonce. That I like that, what We're not they talking do. about Beyonce that takes all Ooh. the credit. We know that great writing everything. When... I'm talking about, like, I'm talking about. <laughs> I give people their credit for sure. You do. I love that. And Keisha Cole called me today and made sure that I said, to, hey, that I committed Casey. to tell you she said hello. Hey, Casey. Because she loves hey, you to death. Mm-hmm. I love her. So earlier on in your career, you know, I was listening to the Mary J. Blige My Life album, and I heard just an angel in the background. It it wasn't Mary, but it was you, because you were on that album. I was. Mm-hmm. And you wrote on that album. I did. And do you feel, because I know, like, this is probably the only messy question I'm going to ask, because everybody you in my... You can ask any messy question, okay. honey. You Yay! know, I'm the queen of the snazzy comebacks, darling. Woo-hoo! Okay. <laughs> or do you feel like... <laughs> What nigga? What? Do you, feel, do you feel like you? Do you feel like you were given the proper credit for how you helped Mary when she was on her come up? I will no. I, I'm actually going to correct that. I I don't see it in that way. Number okay. one, when I um that night when I met Puff and he, you know, I sang those couple of lines and arranged them and he asked me to sign his label. Um, there was a time period of us actually working out a deal, but he was already working on 
um, Usher's first album and then came Mary's My Life album. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he kind of involved me in both of those projects simultaneously. Um, and no, because there were several writers, you know, anybody that was around and Puff had it like assembly line. That's when the hit factory and all those studios was open. Every room would be something that he's. That must have been so much right. fun. Yeah. So, oh, shoot. I keep losing him. But <laughs> I would go like to, you know, three studios in a day. He wants a bridge on this song, a hook on this. And what happened was they just ended up keeping. I demoed all the stuff I wrote mm-hmm. and he usually ended up keeping my background vocal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is why. Because your voice fast is forward, um, not so much that I helped her or anything, because that yeah. was just what I did well. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And um, I was actually blessed to be a part of the project. Now, not that I got the publishing percentages Oof. that I think I should have, but that wasn't when mm-hmm. I knew. What it should be. And what it wasn't was. for me mm-hmm. to decide at the time. I wasn't even up on that part of it. Like, mm-hmm. who's making these decisions? Mm-hmm. I feel like I should get this. But that's neither here nor there. That's, you know just what it is you got to learn you know mm-hmm, right. but um i didn't i don't feel like i helped her on her come up you know i was just a part of that whole movement and but the thing about you let me just say this okay. too because people early on um i think someone said like i was her vocal coach and i don't know but i've, I've heard that that kind of caused some ill feelings with her early on but i never said that actually when i was asked about that on tv i was like no i never vocal coached her i just mm-hmm. sang on some records you know mm-hmm. but um yeah that's kind of a misconception as well but the thing that i've seen just not only from your interviews that i researched when i googled you today but also just in knowing you you're like super humble yeah and diplomatic I'm very like, and diplomatic wow i mean i'm i'm, I'm, well, in I'm all honest that. though i don't feel like that yeah was, but you could be i honest. didn't help her i didn't know her at that time i mean yeah, but, but your honesty and my honesty you know i don't have a lot of um tact when it comes sometimes to being honest you you're very good tactfully at being, honest that's tactfully what i do honest. try i mm-hmm. try to do that all the time so very media honest, trained. honest nonetheless yeah <laughs> okay so on the song since we going there on the song um what was the song you had with mary on your first album Love Don't Live Here Anymore. I went uh. to go buy... Okay, so I bought your album probably 10 times because uh. I lose it. But this is back when we were CDs and tapes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I missed that okay. era. I think I know where you're going to. Oh, you... Listen, Faith I hated Evans, the version without her on it. Is okay. that where you taking this? Faith Evans is a legend. Where's you taking this record? She, she been doing I'm this. alreadythere.com. <laughs> <laughs> I got the answer production. So, I I got the answer so, one day, so one day, I went to go buy the album and I was laying up in my bed playing it. Number five comes on mm-hmm. and then number six... Yeah. And that was the song. And number six didn't have Mary. I said, what's happened? Now, what happened with that? Uh-oh. I can tell you what happened in terms of me knowing I had to re-record it. Okay. Prior to that, I can't tell you anything factual because I wasn't really a part of whatever agreement was made with her to be a part of the record. By this time, we were cool. You know, we were hanging out. Misa was our mutual friend, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but me and Mary didn't have any beef that mm-hmm. I knew of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure exactly, you know, what month, but obviously the album was out. But I remember Kirk Burroughs, who was the general manager of Bad Boy at the time, called me. And he was like, you got to do, um, you know, the song over, love. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, Mary, want a voice off your album. Mm-mm. And I was like, well, why? And he was like, I mean, I just, he didn't go into any detail. I, I, I can't be verbatim. This is, you know, more than 20 years ago. But um, he was like, you need to call her. And, you know, me, that's Pick up the Rick phone City. and yeah. No. Oh, it was know. like, call her. I ain't do shit to her. Like, what? The, call mm-hmm. her for what? Like, I don't... Why am I going to insert myself in something I don't know nothing about? Mm-hmm. I wasn't a part of any agreement or deal. I just thought I was there when we went in the studio. I was there when Puff told us to go have some drinks and come back and sing it in the, in a certain mood. But wow. I don't know anything beyond that. So 
I wasn't going to, you know, my my better mind, like, no, I'm not doing that. I didn't have a problem with her to say she wanted her voice off the album. Mm-hmm. So that's not what I'm going to do. You, I'm nobody's fool. You're not about to insert me in some shit that I ain't got nothing to do with. Do you think that that was their intention? I did not want to re-record it because... Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful song. It was it's a still, more, it's still to be quite song. honest, Mary is one of those people and this is, you know, she knows all of those. Like, I know plenty of songs, but they're very diverse in genre. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But soul, R&B stuff, she know. like, I wasn't a big Rolls Royce fan, but mm-hmm. that was a song she knew it. And it was like, it felt more Mary to me than mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel right singing it without her on it. She brought out that in me mm-hmm. on that record, mm-hmm. you know? So it wasn't something I happily did, but I had to because the label said that I had to if I wasn't going to call her and figure it out. Like, why am I going to figure something out that I ain't got nothing to do with? Do you, you know? think, do you think that the guys, you know, or the men involved kind of wanted to you know, insinuate that there was animosity just to create maybe like just some like buzz or... I don't want to think that at all because... Because that's, and, what, and that's what happens in this day and age, you know? I can't speak, like I said, I don't know what the agreement... I, I just feel like there was some agreement mm-hmm. and obviously, I don't know, obviously it wasn't on paper or mm-hmm. maybe it was, but something wasn't adhered to because someone said if she was able to do that, then something wasn't right in mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? Just my bigger mind knows that. I don't got to be all in it to know that much. Something ain't go right, so she wants to be out. I don't got nothing to do with that, so... And she never called you to talk about it? Nah, there were so many things after that point. You know, you got the bad boy tour I didn't want to go on, mm-hmm. the big stuff. So it was like so much happening in 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 such a short period of time. That, was, that wasn't something I was about to focus on. But when you say the big stuff, was that when she had become really close to Lil' Kim? No, no, no. I just mean in my life in, in particular, life. Okay. not not as it relates to Mary. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. just in my life. I'm saying that I got to make money. You know, I got to do it. I got to do shows like, okay, whatever. I'm not doing all that. So have you guys ever talked about it since that? Not in, no, not so much. Mm-hmm. No, we haven't had a conversation. I mean, I remember, um, heck, I don't remember what it was, but I feel like it was after Big died. But, you know, we saw each other at Justin's in New York when Puff still had Justin's and, and we were all hanging mm-hmm. out. And, um, you know, she just kind of embraced me like, you know, I love you. You know, I'm sorry for everything. But it wasn't a, you know, and I was like, mm-hmm. me too. I love you too. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, it wasn't a, 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 a detailed conversation, you know. And I'm not really even that type of person because yeah. I don't really take shit home with me like that. I got, like, a whole lot of other <laughs> stuff to worry about, mm-hmm. like... And don't get me wrong, I love Mary. We had some great times. Me and her and Misa used to really hang out at the club. She made me feel very confident. Y'all, y'all were at the tunnel? Right, all the time, you know. <laughs> and she made me feel was really confident before I came out because this was a whole new world for me. Yeah. You know, with her saying that I was dope to people and mentioning me, that really meant a lot, you know. Tunnel was one of the most prolific, Geo. <clears throat> the tunnel was one of the most prolific clubs in New York City's mm-hmm. history. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. so I recently just interviewed. Uh, nigga, you ain't young. <laughs> what are we not gonna do? I'm, how do you think I am? Hit him with a forty fast. <laughs> I'm gonna give you thirty five. I'm gonna give you thirty five. Mm, I'm giving th- it. I'm thirty two. Only because if you cut your hair off your face or something, yeah. or maybe you, you see know. how she's tactfully honest. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I'm thirty two. They always he think pushed I'm it about forty one. How old are you really? Thirty two. No, you're not. You're lying. I can tell <laughs> how you curse your mouth. December 22nd, 1985. Nobody is 32. Are you 32? Okay. 30, 30, that's what he, he tells us. He, yes. he has some bad Botox. Um, all right, so, <laughs> so I just recently interviewed Khalees about her relationship with Nas. She had opened up for the first time in nine years. And she had mentioned you and Biggie in it because mm. as much as I've, as long as I've known you, I've never asked you about Biggie. I just feel like I have the excuse now because we're here. Mm-hmm. But there's so much online about, you know, interviews you've done and you've been very open about your relationship. Why do you think that fans 
look at your relationships like you and Big or Nas and Khalees or Salt and Pepper and uh, Tretch and revere mm-hmm. them in a way that are just so iconic and just bigger than life? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So when you're in it, does it feel like the way it feels to everybody on the outside? You say when I'm in it every day. No, that's, <laughs> this is my no, life. No, but I don't live that. That's the, I mean, even, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like I walk out my door like, I am Faith Evans. I was married to Big Ed. Well, like, you know what I'm saying? Here's, like, here's, here's a really interesting, uh, here's a perspective that I know a lot of our viewers would probably want to know. What do you feel like when you see yourself depicted on TV? Mm-hmm. And your relationship with Big, because I think that they just did that with Unsolved. The series. I didn't see that yet. But, okay. Um, but how do you feel whenever your relationship, you yourself, are depicted on TV? Do you look and see, be like, that isn't what the happened? And, or you be like, that and, bitch don't look nothing like and, me. And, and who casted her? And, <laughs> you know? I think I look at it more from a bigger view of knowing those things. I'm also a producer. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I know certain things are cinematic. You know, there's even certain um, situations, like even in Notorious, the movie, that weren't very exact. Like, you know, mm-hmm. very small things, but I know it made more sense. Like, that would be bigger if it's a mm-hmm. white girl instead mm-hmm. of a black girl. You know? Mm-hmm. But, no, I don't, exact. you know, I know what it is. Mm-hmm. And I know what it's not, mm-hmm. so I don't. Really, I've never felt the need to validate things like that, even if, even in that sense, you know. But to myself, I can't say sometimes I don't think things like, "Oh God," but I mean, I already know what it is, and I know that this is one person's story. I know that the mm-hmm. bigger public isn't always understanding those mm-hmm. things when they mm-hmm. watch these things, but that's not up to me to have yeah, to, to explain take that, that to them. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, right. I realize because a lot of times, like the true people, don't even have their input in on a script to know the details well it may be true people mm-hmm. but it may be like for example the un- the unsolved series mm-hmm. in particular mm-hmm. is from the story of a Police. detective mm-hmm. that was working on the case mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that there's other people's stories that are not accurate or that are not valid right. to this overall story you I feel played me? Reggie it's not Wright the only the story there's so many facets to that whole thing good mm-hmm. to say that because I play Reggie Wright Jr. on the show reoccurring role you favor him yeah I, I play his Said as, and we talked, and he said, "You know, great job, but so much of what they said, I said, wasn't like that." Right, and I understood from that from his point of view. So mm-hmm. you never know until they get there on. Well, I mean, when, when it's movie making, there's like a lot of you know special sauce thrown on for dramatic effect. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. well, and Reggie and Reggie was the guy that killed Tupac. No, right? no, <laughs> I think he was a cop. Right? He's an off duty cop that right. was the he head was of security a, at Death Row Records, and in, he was in, in court. Tr- and he was okay. Mm-hmm. So, but who did he? Who in the show do they say he killed? No, nope. nobody. He's nobody. just a part of He's the story. The puzzle. Well, he, he looks shady. But, okay. <laughs> so, so in my research today, everybody that doesn't know, you created, uh, you and Phil created R and B divas. Me and Nikki Gilbert created R and B divas. I thought Phil Correction. was in on that. No. Let me be correct about okay. that because Gucci that is a misspread. That was a misspread. Mis- At this point, I guess it's Phil's show. <laughs> but in real life, um, my friend Nikki Gilbert came to me with this idea because I had been pitching a couple of different um, reality show ideas. And me and Misa Hilton were going to do a show together okay. at one time. Then Nikki came to me with the idea to do a show with some other R&B singers who really just don't get that shine. But those were all are, the same performers from the party we did with Whitney Houston. But this idea was slightly before that. Okay. But we just didn't make it happen, you know, yeah. until then. Um, nonetheless, she wanted it to be about them going on tour. I'm like, well, we're not on tour. So, you know, boom, boom, boom. We can't do that. I could easily get us a record deal. So let's figure out something. We can maybe honor Whitney and this is, you know, post mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. it made sense. It came together. 
Phil was someone who was a part of when I was trying to pitch the show with Misa. It was some people that he knew. So he was, you know, going to be a part of that. So when that didn't pull through and I decided to do this thing, I said, you know, set up some meetings. And if one of those meetings that you set up go through, boom. We'll bring you on. Not we. I had to ask Nikki, was it okay first? Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> that's you the are. right thing to do. <laughs> yeah. And she wasn't really feeling it at first. Well, she was feeling it, but then she wasn't feeling him so much at first. But okay. this is before they met. And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Boom. Come on board. After the first season, everything went left and not the way we pitched it. And they stopped taking our creative input. And is all that of a where you sudden, left the show? I started leaving. I was a little bit on second season. Okay. And then after that, it was Phil's show. But I still get my check and my credit because I don't want to have nothing to do with mm-hmm. that. Hey. So that's the story of R&B Divas. Oh, well, I thought, well, I, well, I, well, I still see it so as your no, show. So no, Phil set up some initial meetings with us in addition to the meetings that I we had already had. And one of his meetings was the ones that we ended up really going forward with doing a deal with. But it wasn't necessarily what we wanted it to be creatively once, you know, second yeah. season came around. So the first celebrity I ever wrote a story on ever. Mm. Uh, so was, no disrespect to Phil. That's no, just no the truth of the matter. And we always like to get to the bottom line truth. Yeah. Um, the first celebrity I ever wrote a story about ever was um, Kelly so Price. And she had performed uh, a gospel song, mm-hmm. which is still one of my favorite gospel performances. I don't know where it was. It was a BET special or something. Mm-hmm. She had Tyler Perry crying. Fake tears, uh, but she was amazing. The worst. Jason. One of the best, one of the best, the one of the best vocalists uh, ever. Ever, and then you, and then you all both had this Grammy party. You're the first celebrity I actually ever interviewed outside of the club where Whitney performed her last time. True, uh, and you performed that night, killer. And uh, my hair wasn't cut. It was she caught me right before her haircut, but she was the first. Person. I was so nervous talking to you. you Why? Know because in my mind, you are the girl that was singing when I was. Like, Having sex with the first boy With your best friend <laughs> Jesus <laughs> you just got- I mean you never know How some of these people Are going to be You never know no, So but, I can but get it No it wasn't even that No Faye is super sweet And super nice But I think it was more of like You know it's an honor To be able to talk to people That you're a fan of mm-hmm. And that you You could tell the truth You ain't know if I was Going to be a bitch yes. No no, okay, no because Jason. But I think you should know That if you hadn't ever Paid any attention to me But No that's not true Because me and you be like I thought you was Going to be no, a bitch I'm like why would no, you think no, that Ain't nobody ever told you that Me you and Monifa had- <laughs> <laughs> me, me, you, and Monifa had talked inside, and okay. I had been okay. around you. I mean, I, you know, I mean, oh, I you, you come on very authentic. I feel like if you were going to have a bitchy moment, you're going to give it whether it's on camera or not on camera because you're just City. real like that. But I try not to do that on camera. So that night um, where Whitney, you, Kelly, Monifa, a lot of amazing vocalists performed, including Kiki White, mm-hmm. who I didn't even know of uh, so. at the time. You didn't know Kiki did? No. You didn't know who oh, she wow. was? They So when Kelly Price called and said, mm-hmm. we're going to have Kiki White perform, I was like, who the fuck? I know Faith Evans. I you know. knew the song from no. with her and Avant. No. Someone sang Maybe that you part. didn't You'd know that. You'd have to know that song, Maybe Jason Maybe I Lee. heard it in the background. But I will tell you that I don't make many mistakes because when she got on stage and sang, I was like, Kiki Wyatt is, yo, Kiki's hilarious. I have, she's I have, crazy. Yeah. Her faces are even more hilarious, sir. No, but wait, <laughs> no, 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 but wait. Thank you for that word. Because they get on me night. about misusing okay. words. I don't want to go too, I don't want to go too far from that. Hilarious, sir. So that I night, love that. that night to me, live music, live band, you, Kelly, Monifa, Kiki Wyatt, Terrell Carter was there uh, at the time. We, we were friends at the time. And Whitney Houston. <laughs> Wait, oh, we also had who? Uh, Elder Barge was there. It was Come on, Elder Barge. There. It was a lot mm-hmm. of people. I felt so bad because Whitney was looking for me all night. Oh. I was and looking was for you last, all night. No, but like that was, we really had a really special bond. Like, you know, 
I know she felt comfortable around me. You know, mm-hmm. she 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 let Chrissy stay at my house. She ain't never let Chrissy stay at people's house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But she just she she kept looking for me, and I was like, so many people. You know, that green room downstairs was, was the, like the club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I went to go find her, and I was like, oh, it's too much. Everybody buzzing around. I'll see her upstairs. But I only got to see her briefly when I went on stage, you know? And that was the last time, so, you know, I saw her. So, so when I you started so to hear crazy. the rumors, because I remember... Wait, before okay. we get there, I'm okay. sorry, because I know... Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, when, when we started putting the party together, what I really thought was going to happen was we were going to get Faith Evans... Kelly Price and Whitney Houston on stage to do Heartbreak Hotel reunion because I think it would have been just, it would have been dynamic. It's But there was a lot going on to try to get her there and then, you know, everybody else was there. Did you get a chance to see her at all that night? I did. I mean, speak to her. No, you didn't get to speak I to her. I did, okay. but it was when I was going on stage. Okay. You know? Because she was on the side of the stage. Yeah. And she was like, you know, grabbing me and she was like, I've been looking for you. Yeah. <laughs> bitch, where you been, bitch? <laughs> when, when, when I was thi- like, girl, I came, but it was too many people. I love you. I'm gonna see you afterward. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna come see you tomorrow. I th- was the next day the grand yeah the, the next day. party mm-hmm. yeah right yeah. So yes. I was gonna say, so I rem- I remember that distinctly. Um, it was Grammy week. You know, L. A. is nuts when Grammy week happens here, and then the rumors started to like fly around mm-hmm. that Whitney Houston had passed, and nobody could wrap their minds around it. What were you doing the moment that you heard it for the first time? And like, how did it impact you? Because you said you guys were very, very, very close. And, you and they were just together the night before. And they were just together the night before. So it must have seemed like, oh, no, there's no Surreal. way. This mm-hmm. There's no way. I think I, I may have, um, I think when Chucky Thompson texted me, because that was one year in the, last five years Mm -hmm. probably that I did not go Mm -hmm. to Clive's party. Mm -hmm. And um, I know if I had been there, I would have made my way at least, you know, to see Pat, you know, somebody that I knew, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, But Chucky Thompson hit me because I think maybe I had seen on Instagram, but, you know, it it was a lot of Instagram jokes at that time too, Mm -hmm. or, you know, those things. Mm -hmm. So, but when Chucky hit me, like, you heard? If you like, can you hit your girl? You know, D dot like people who went to her house with me that knew. You know, we was real tight, and um, I think then I turned on CNN or something. And, and That's saw a legit it. Mm-hmm. right. Well, the crazy part was when I. But I, I mean, I, of course, I was just like, oh my god! I just texted um, Ulysses, who was like one of her assistants, mm-hmm. and, and just told him, you know, tell everybody I'm here. You know, if you need anything, if Chrissy needs to come here, I told China to hit Chrissy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was, like, real crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for people that weren't, you know, privileged to be there at that party the night before, the energy was so amazing. It the was. music was so amazing. I and never, I know you didn't expect that turnout. I did I didn't. You know what? I didn't expect it to, like, you could feel how special the night was. And then at the end when when uh, when uh Whitney got on stage with Kelly, it was just the I'm moment. I'm talking about before that. You didn't know that place was going to be no, packed no, no. like This was that. at True Club True, you right? She just said the downstairs, which was know. a green room. It was like was another club. It was like being it was in a palladium or something. It was, yeah, it you was, literally couldn't have fit another yeah. person And this is what, what Argyle is now, right? Yes. Okay, true. So yeah. when you heard about all the reports later on when Stacey, because um, I've not talked to Stacey Francis since then. I know she was on R&B Divas. I did bump into her once, and she wanted to have a conversation but I was just like, you know, you shit it on a special moment and you shit it on a superstar. I can't even, like, have what a conversation. Well, well, I heard about just the, things that they say happened that night, but what do you mean by... I mean, because I feel like um, 
when I saw Whitney, I was coming to the stage looking for you all because you were kind of sitting up a little bit on the side and Whitney was walking out. So I'm just like, why is Whitney leaving earlier? She still looked beautiful. She looked very pulled together. She didn't look like she had been in some bra. And then the next day, all the reports, Stacey's on TV talking about she was slapped by Whitney or what had her moment so with Whitney. So did that situation between them happen before I went on stage? I think it had to because Whitney was on the side of the stage at this time. It happened. It happened on the side. Of, it allegedly happened oh, on the side so of the stage. Oh, so probably right before or after. See, I didn't know about that until it, yeah, it was you know, the next day. Yeah. Or okay. That, why was Whitney slapping people? Well, like, here's the deal. <laughs> here's the deal. I don't know that that happened. Mm -hmm. The people that were there did not know that. that right. Happened. I didn't know what happened. Mm -hmm. I just heard accounts, and then you saw Auntie. the pictures with her. They showing her she went right with her whatever. leg cut yeah. or something, you know, or hand something. It was a lot going on. But what I would say is well, that I mean, when you referred to you said old girl shitted on the moment. What do you? I mean? felt like when Whitney died. Oh, she shouldn't have taken you know, that route. Okay, gotcha. It was there shouldn't have been uh, the the doctor. I forgot at the time on HLN who had a show, Doctor Drew. She went on mm -hmm. Doctor Drew talking about drug addiction and how it makes people act out and this oh, and that. Right, this was right. the this is week not your after. Story, lady. Mm -hmm. This is not your story. This, Got it. this woman's not even buried yet. Mm -hmm. You know, and what I appreciated about you was, you know, there were a lot of people that had a lot to say. You didn't go out doing a bunch of interviews, and I mean, you know. I don't think I did any. I just I don't hit think Miss, you did either. Miss Sissy and I, you know, sent went me and China went to the funeral and you know, I made sure that I keep in touch and try you know, I send Miss Sissy flowers every once in a while. She just had actually um the street dedicated to her by New Hope. You know, I mm -hmm. couldn't make it cuz it was like the same day as Clive's party. Mm -hmm. Ironically, this year this past year in New York, um and I sent, you know, sent her something for that. But I do keep in touch. Well, I made a whole documentary about that whole thing. I have not released. It's more of like a home movie because I had filmed that whole day. Our interview and Whitney and whatever. And then I interviewed. They had a party the year later with Queen Latifah, who loves you to death, and who also loved Nippy, and um, put it together. But I'm gonna send it to you. So you can take a look at it. Let's take a look. All right. So you guys know I told you that my ex is in jail. Mm -hmm. Yes, again. Um, yeah, but he well he hasn't well, gotten he hasn't out. Gotten out. You know, I was open to rekindling this relationship because due to stamps.com we've been communicating regularly through snail mail snail mail yeah i don't know because it takes a long time to get there well whatever. it's just the term of snail mail when you write well, a letter well the convenience of not having pen pals right now the convenience of not having to go anywhere and just being able to write letters mm -hmm. um i've been using stamps.com you know you get the product you sign up they give you a little skill that you use for these purposes mm -hmm. And you avoid having to stand in long lines or go anywhere outside your house. You can just do it right from the comfort of your home. Mm -hmm. I told you the last letter we wrote, we realized that we just aren't meant for each other and that he has a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so God bless him. You know, I was able to have a moment uh, in life with him that I will cherish for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And now I have stamps.com that's helping me cherish my time because I don't have to leave to send him my goodbye letter. The mail carrier picks it up for you. Yeah. That's the best part. That's awesome. God bless the uh, the mail courier. <laughs> okay. Well, we have a special offer for you guys. It includes up to $55 free postage, a digital scale, and a four-week trial. So don't wait. Go to stamps.com um, and uh, use our code UNLOCKED. And fellas, please don't use the scale for anything else than wearing your mail. I know you've used it for something pornographic. No, I know I'm talking have. about what? And let's not attack the guys <laughs> because one of the biggest dope lords in Miami was a woman. True. Ooh, anyway, true. so yeah. go there right now, people. <laughs> I'm telling you, I will never do anything or say anything on this show that would endorse anything that would waste your time. But if you want to save time right now, just use online for this special offer and you get $55 of free postage, a digital scale, and a four-week 
trial. Trial. So exactly. go to stamps.com. And yes. before you do anything else, Melissa, what else do they need to do? You need, when you go to stamps.com, you have to click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage, type in unlocked, and that will unlock your deal, people. Dun, 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 dun. Stamps.com. I know we just had uh, Cinco de Mayo. I'm still feeling festive. Anyway, stamps.com <laughs> slash unlock. Peace. What did you? There it. was a lot of criticism about um, Clive Evans continuing to Clive have the Clive Davis. Davis. Oh, sorry, Clive Davis. What Clive Evans? Sorry, Fake Clive Hill. Davis. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just Clive. <laughs> um, Clive uh, continuing to have the party on the date, like you know, it was the day she died, and he continued to have his party. There was he faced a lot of criticism about that because mm-hmm. she was literally like. Well, Shaka Khan was very vocal in the same yeah. hotel room. Well, and it was in the building. same hotel, yeah. and mm-hmm. she and he was basically like you know her surrogate father to a certain extent. What what were your thoughts on that? Because there was a lot of people that felt like it was tasteless for him to continue to throw the party in the same hotel on the same day that she's passed away. Listen, I think you can't speak on that unless you're really in that man's situation. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, from a certain view, it might look like this because you're looking up that way. Mm-hmm. You know, from over there, it's going to look like that. Mm-hmm. My neck looks fat from that way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hate when I'm like this because I look like I got three chins when I really don't. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not not so much defending Clyde, but right. I'm just in real life, I know that you just never know. I mean, there was things that happened even after Big died that... Mm-hmm. People did. Why would they do that? Why wasn't he there? You know, but you got to mm. think you don't know in that moment what what people are are inclined to or their impulse might be thinking about. I'm thinking about this. But what about these all these people that came and mm. donated this money? That's going to never allow me to do this. Yeah. again. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that was his thought, but there's a lot of things to mm-hmm. think about. So. Well, yeah. speaking of and that, I, I wasn't there that night. You know, I don't know. You know, I'm sure he went upstairs. He probably was frantic going to see, you know. I'm sure I mean, he, he I mean, wasn't I just say, tending to the party right. only. When you know I, what I mean? When I did that video I'm talking about, mm-hmm. the one question I had was, how can you? Because I'm looking at yeah. it from a fan, from a yeah. I just saw you yeah. kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when you have sponsors, you have obligations. Yeah. Everybody's in the room. How yeah. do you? What do you do? Exactly. I don't think anybody's prepared for that. So having and I wasn't there. I don't know. Did they have a moment? I mean, maybe oh, they, they maybe they, they made the whole night they, a yeah, celebratory they night. Yeah, they said yeah. they turned. Maybe it they into did. A, they yeah. did. They did. Right. But you did bring up a, a good point because you know we did um, a live podcast taping of Unsolved. We you know had uh, Bakeem Woodbine um, talking about the series. Our friend Giovanni obviously was in it as well. But there's an insinuation in this series and i think it's kind of like kind of followed puff as a cloud that and the controversy that he might have been involved in Be- big Z. have you ever heard anything like that i mean of course i have i live in this in this century right. yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i've and heard you, that and so what are your thoughts on that i mean let me my thoughts what i know is that puff would never have big killed puff would never be involved in murdering one of his best friends mm-hmm. that's outside of him being his artist mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was like, you know, their relationship was something that I can't, I don't have that relationship mm-hmm. with Puff. So, you know, I that's that's never been something that I, now oh. people can connect things and say, you knew this one and you, but that doesn't mean you knew these things were going to happen mm-hmm. either. And I, that doesn't mean that you said, okay, do this either. Because I'm, I mean, I know without a doubt that if that's the case, then we would have sued Puff a long time ago right. if we felt that way. You don't think they haven't tried to get us to do that? Yeah, I watched I'm the just saying, you know, in yeah. real life. But right. we know better than that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was um just was was the, the loss of Craig Mack something? Um, 
How did you deal with that? That impacted yeah. you? I really, well, I didn't know that Craig was sick. I actually, you know, when Nobody I, when I ended really. up talking to a few people that were still around him um, prior to his death, like I keep in touch with, you know, most the people from, from yeah. the bad boy back in the uh-huh. day, but one of my friends, um, 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 June Balloon, he was a part of the street team. Shout out to June Balloon. But he was still really close with Craig. So as soon as I heard, I hit him because I knew they were in touch and yeah. he kind of told me Craig was sick and... Um, he kind of knew for a minute, I guess, that he didn't have long. So, wow. mm. a lot um, of people didn't know. I didn't know Craig. I didn't get to make either. it, but I did send something to the funeral. You know, I wasn't in touch with him in years, but gotcha. he was a really, really good spirit. And they mm. said he had kind of pulled back from everybody too and got found. Well, the he was Lord very into the church, church that he that. was in and stuff like that. I do know that much because I just, you know, would occasionally ask what's up with him. You know. So we had Laurie Gibson oh, here, good. who I love to death. Hey, um, Laurie. Love, love, love. So, um, and she knows I love you, but we, she was here and she had asked me if I had seen the bad boy reunion can't stop won't stop can't stop won't stop document i hadn't at the time me and melissa went back and watched it he Mm -hmm. didn't because we do our homework Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) it was an amazing documentary Mm -hmm. and i'm not just saying that because i'm about to have dinner with puff or because you're here but because it was you you know we were able to peek into the lives of the people who were making music when i think music was real total who i love to death Mm -hmm. myself you wasn't in our lives huh that wasn't in our lives what was it that documentary wasn't in our lives. I, we were able to go backstage with you. That's in your life. Okay. You and know what I mean? Backstage. I mean, like, that's and, re, and reliving that's the moment. not life. And reliving the moments through, <laughs> through and, and reliving the moments through narratives. Let me say you know? this. Anytime I'm in a room, if I'm in a room and Brianna's on stage performing, I'm like, yeah, bitch better have my money Well, too. you mean off, right, aside and then from Chris, just and then Chris Brown got you. And then Chris Brown walks in the room. Behind the stage. I'm okay, in, behind I'm, the curtain. I'm in their lives. Right. As a fan, because I'm a fan. I'm like, child, so, that is not my life. That yeah. was my no, life for but being able, <laughs> those but being hours a, of that day. But being able <laughs> no. to watch it and, you know, um, being able to watch that, it showed a little bit about Puff trying to get you and Kim to talk again. No, that's not accurate. That's what it looked it's like. It's funny that when we walked in there, the cameras were rolling mm-hmm. and certain people didn't realize and nobody <laughs> did until they started saying, do these interviews. And I'm like, an interview? Who's doing it? Who's producing it? What is these cameras? Mm-hmm. Am I getting paid? da 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 Boom. So you didn't even so, know it was a documentary? The, no, I was going to talk to Kim on the humbug. That uh-huh. was just me and C's sitting on the speaker, and I'm, I wanted to talk to her anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where's she at? Oh, mm-hmm. she over there? I'm about to go talk to her. Mm-hmm. The cameras just happened to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. So if so, it was my camera... <laughs> no, 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 I'm not, no shade. It's a great depiction. Uh-huh. But no, that wasn't Puff's idea for me okay. to talk to Kim. I was working on The King and I. I had reached out to her already, mm-hmm. but I didn't see her. And okay. that's when I wanted to go talk to her face to face. Well, I'm just now starting so, the process of building a relationship with it her. It couldn't help but be on camera because the right. cameras was everywhere. But I don't know her like and I And then know. I was like, well, how much y'all paying me? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like uh, no, man voice. That'd be skinny $9 and skinny $0.08. <laughs> <cents>. <laughs> Man voice. No, like I said, I'm just starting the process of building a relationship with her, but I don't know her. I know you. And but just being able to watch it, whether it was, you know, TMZ cameras everywhere. Well, or I just wanted to produced, correct it because it I, wasn't Puff that I appreciate made it. me and Kim talk. I appreciate so it. So wait, what? So wait, wait can I ask okay, a question? Ahead, okay, yeah. so what, what, I mean, I know you being humble, being a very humble person, very grounded person and a very nice person. What gives you this, the, um. I don't want to say encouragement. But what gives you the motivation to reach out? Because I was listening to King I and she's on she's on the album. Mm-hmm. You, her, and Big on the track. Mm-hmm. And I just said, you know, for for women, because you mm-hmm. know, I'm online all day, Hollywood online. We have million followers, all these people. 
people are so drawn to negativity and I've always seen you be drawn to positivity or being that olive branch. How, what gives you the motivation to do that? Well, in this situation, this was just the time when people would hear about it because of the album. But I mean, any beef I had with Kim, quite honestly, went out the window when Big died. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just are not around each other all the time. I mean, mm -hmm. there's been a couple of times I tried to say hi and, you know, it didn't go. So, you know, she might have moved around. But, mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't have I haven't had any ill feelings toward her, you know, since then. Mm -hmm. wow. But um, when I decided to do the album, I definitely knew that I wanted to try and get her on it. So as, you know, I started getting closer and then I finally had a song. I may have put it out there, I told somebody, and I knew she knew that I wanted her on it, but then we didn't actually get to you know, see each other in person gotcha. until we started rehearsing for the tour, mm -hmm. you know. But, um, I mean, the motivation, it was like, first of all, the song made sense. We both loved him. I mean, this is really, for mm -hmm. me, that was, the record was in the spirit of Big and what I, what we would be doing now. And mm -hmm. I believe if he was here now and everything was rolling the way it should be, I mean, a bitch like me, we'd have been, I'd been like, nigga, let's do a song with her. Mm -hmm. Y'all could still be fucking or not, whether we still fucking or not. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Let's get this money. The best hip hop. And let's do some good shit. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. some shit that means something. So. The best hip hop, I think, performance I've ever seen, and I've said this on the show, I think before, was Biggie at the Cameo Summer Jam years ago. It was him, you. Up, up north? Up north. I wasn't there. You weren't there. It was him, Puff. Total. That's when they was booing him? That's when he threw the water at oh, the Oh, on DJ. the bad boy. Oh, Big Cap, rest <laughs> in peace. He, he passed away. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Rest yeah. in peace, Big Cap. Big <laughs> Everybody was, knows about that. Big was not happy about the music being fucked up. And, <laughs> I, I, and it's crazy. I was in the third row. I, it was probably 30,000 people. Mm -hmm. But you can get, like, uh, goosebumps when he performed. Because the music, even today, you know, some of these newer artists, when you walk in the club, it's not the same feeling. One more chance mm -mm. to come on or, mm -hmm. you know, something that you've done or something other songs that Big has done. And you still feel that mm -hmm. energy. So I've hands. always said that. And people, you know, because I'm from the West Coast, wanted me to automatically say. Where are you from, Jason? Stockton, Stockton California. Why did I think you were from, like, Virginia? Or no, you no, didn't. I, didn't. <laughs> I did. Virginia? Or no. not that you country or sound country. I don't know. Maybe I... First met you or saw you with someone I know that's from, like, Baltimore no, or Virginia. Let me tell you, the first time I met Faye, mm -hmm. I was at Puffy had come to L.A. and had a party at Prince's house. Mm -hmm. Oh, I remember that The all-white party. And I'm on stage with, uh, and, and here comes Nick Cannon Mariah. So I'm like, oh, I need to get a picture with Nick Cannon Mariah. And somebody said, as I'm taking the picture, Faith Evans is here. I literally said, hey, come on. Click, took my picture with Mariah <laughs> and ran to find you. And you were smoking a blunt by the bathroom. <laughs> I love it. She sounds like my kind of girl. And it, and it was just like, you know, uh, anyway, so I'm not going to finish. So I want to go through my top 10 Faith Evans songs. Okay. Not in any order, but you wrote all these, so you still get money. Love Like This, mm -hmm. Caramel Kisses, Soon As I Get Home, Come Over, Reasons, which is probably number one for me. Fragile, you know, I, I didn't really know Fragile. I have the album, but I don't, I, I don't think I listened to that every single song on that album, but I saw the performance on the Queen Latifah show. Mm -hmm. And I, now I play it like at least once a week on my uh, YouTube. Okay, do your time, because I got a nigga in jail right now. Oh my God. Hilarious. Oh my God, easy tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, she said, I'm going to do my time with you. Uh-huh. Damn, that's, yeah, that that's song just... was totally written deep. about dating someone that's locked up. Jesus, that song. Yeah, if you, okay, mm -hmm. Never Gonna Let You Go. Mm -hmm. You're like the queen of ballads, too. Thanks. Okay. Um, <laughs> you, get, you get Snow Love, and I like Legacy. I like Legacy oh. a lot. I like Legacy. Legacy. So when you were putting that album together, it's been referred to as like the Natalie and Nat King Cole collaboration type of concept. 
How did that come about where you just, you, you had unreleased music or you just wrote to some of his unreleased tracks or how did that come about? It's, it's a multi-part story, but I'll do it briefly as okay. I can. Um, years ago, probably shortly after that um, Unforgettable project, I remember telling Miss Wallace, that'd be really dope if I could do something like that one day, you know, with his music. She's like, you should. But that was just it. You know, it wasn't like I yeah. had a plan or thought or even knew when, if I would ever do it. Fast forward to maybe four or five years ago, our attorney, who is also my entertainment attorney, um, he was like, you you know, remember you said you wanted, maybe you should think about meeting with the people who acquired the masters because of um, the mat, somebody else acquired the masters from Puff. And I'm like, okay, you know. And so I met with Rhino, um, who was a sub- subsidiary of Atlantic and you know, they were interested. Basically, I had to work with what they had in addition to when I decided certain people I wanted to go work with, like Salam Remy, like um, Stevie, like mm-hmm. Chucky. Some people had, and Just Blaze, they had already um, some acapellas that maybe they were supposed to use for a remake album that never happened. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got lucky because I didn't really find, I had a list of things I wanted to use mm-hmm. that most of which they didn't have. <laughs> who, who, did, who did the music? Most of which the people that had the masters didn't have. No. Just who did walk the mu- with me, Oprah. <laughs> Just Blaze, Catch up, Mustard. Hello. Who did the music on Legacy? Who produced that? Stevie J. Okay. Really. And, oh, um, and this guy named Zach Brunson did the uh, piano. That music was so good. But oh, Legacy Stevie. really is the, the the title song. You know, it really embodies the whole spirit of the album, mm-hmm. you know? So so did Stevie produce that before y'all were dating or was that after? Mm. Before. Before. Mm-hmm. And so are you all dating now? Dating? What do you mean by dating? Uh, are you all holding hands in public? Are you... When we're together, if we go out, we do, but... Do you I kiss? Mean, do we do that every day? No. <laughs> are you, you going to be on Love & Hip Hop Atlanta? Um, if they decide that they're going to debut our video, <laughs> yeah. then yeah. <laughs> wow, this is all news to me. You didn't know she was dating. Girl, that's old news, honey. Yeah. Yeah, not, this isn't cool, current. He's, I, he's just, listen. he's doing shows right now talking about holding hands and stuff. <laughs> okay. You know like, yeah, Stevie. when I choose to. Yeah, we dibble and dabble, you know. <laughs> but um, okay. I'm not, I, wait, I'm not breaking anything. Oh, no, that's old, girl. That was like two years ago. Okay, no, well. Because, no, because I don't see But we are always going to be great friends. Yo, whether I decide to dibble and dabble with him or not. A lot of people know Stevie J is super. I just he's super talented. That he is. Yeah, because his drama. Let me tell you, that's the. But that was the great thing about once he did kind of convince me that to take him serious for a little while. You know, (laughs) no, I mean I take him serious as a person that I know and as a friend and as a good. I don't really. I've never lived that other Mm -hmm. stuff. I've seen him in his situations, but that's the closest I really got to. You know, I'd be even advising for years. He'll call me, and I'd be like, "You shouldn't do that. Call her." Don't make it. You know, I was really his friend. I never fucked none of my friends ever in life. Ever. That was the first (laughs) fluke of that. Listen, but um, damn, what was my point? We were were talking about CVJ and because I didn't know that you guys had even dated. That was where we were. Right. But I mean, you know, that happened and, you know, we're still friends. So one song that's not on Jason's list, um, but it's on mine. Oh, God. Here we go. It's called Peace of Mind. It's not. It's a feature oh, um, with, with Little Dragon. and Little Dragon. Uh, uh, little Dragon, exactly. She's Raphael a little, produced she's that. Okay. A little Dragon. You don't. Know, no, no, no. I'm a, no. I'm obsessed with Listen, Little you, Dragon. But the funny thing is, How? I was so honored that they reached out to me. I'm I like, mean, they know me. Yeah, uh, I didn't know they knew me. I mean, <laughs> so, like I heard of them, but I'm like, they know me. Yeah, of course. So let me fan out for she a little tried bit. It, and she know they know. No, her. no, so, I didn't. Listen, Jason. Some people are. 
Jason, I don't just think. First of all, everyone has a choice in what they like listen to. and listen to. So I don't just assume everyone is a Faith Evans fan. I do okay. not. Okay. So let me fan out for a little bit um, because it, it was a combination. Because they are not. It was. <laughs> It was a combination of three of my, you know, three artists held in the highest regard in, as far as I'm concerned, Raphael, you, and Little Dragon. How did it happen? How did they approach, like, what what was the story? I got an email. Uh-huh. My manager, their manager must have reached mine. Mm-hmm. And But when I saw Little Dragon, you know, I was a, aware of them. I have yeah. a few of their songs in my playlist, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So I was shocked. Like I said, I didn't know they that I was on their radar like that, you yeah. know? So I was really honored. And then when I heard the um, song and went to record, I realized it was at Raphael's studio, which mm-hmm. I had just did something else with him mm-hmm. probably a few months before that. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, was he? But they was like, no, we love you. Like, I was like, did Raphael make the call? Like, <laughs> he's like, no, they said they wanted you on it. So I was like, ah, they like me. That would have been, <laughs> I, la- I would have loved to have been at that studio. The last thing I saw you perform and I got, Goosebumps. It was at the the Christmas performance. No, the cipher thing, but it was for the singers. You know, the funny thing is, that's crazy. I'm so glad it, that they got the right. That I was so was sick crazy. that day. It was like 110 degrees in LA, and I I I was like, I hadn't eaten all day. They had it in a warehouse. It was no ventilation. And what I, award I, show was that again? I forget. It was for the BT award, BT. but it was a soul cipher. It was Fantasia. It was. Uh, and I left after three takes, and they wanted well, uh, to do like five more. So I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what they got. I started throwing up. I had what? to mm. my head. I had to leave. So. Well, I couldn't tell because you were But when they played it back and people was like, you did good, I was like, I didn't want to see it because I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I was sweating. I had to throw up and I had to leave after that because the incense and my headache just that did not go well fog. together. Yeah. Like. But there was a performance that you <laughs> did. Um, yeah. I can't remember which BET special was, but you got Michelle Obama out her seat and you sung Be Free. Oh, the um, that thing was so like again more goosebumps because that yeah. the times that we're in right now with the listen that was a blessing in disguise for me mm-hmm. y'all no for real because Kim Burst shout out to her the I love Kim Burst love Kim Burst mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. gives me songs that I've never sang before same mm-hmm. with that um, Mary did you know mm-hmm. never heard which the, I love by the way but the J Cole song mind you wasn't a, it was a, a sing it, song it was yeah, a rap yeah mm-hmm. and so I'm like I don't know it number one. <laughs> and he's not singing number two. Mm-hmm. So I was very nervous. I was nervous. Really? I remember saying to Fantasia at Soundcheck, like, oh, my God, I wish I had a song I knew. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how this is going to come out. So is it like kind of karaoke? They got words on the screen or something? First of all, well, Faith Evans ain't up on nobody's stage in front of Michelle Obama singing karaoke. I'm well, talking about, she said she don't know the song. I need a prompter for Wait, sure. Wait, are you saying a teleprompter? Right, but I'm that's not the you. same as no, karaoke. karaoke. I know, but it's the words that's on the damn screen. That's what we do screen. at the well, good yeah. Karaoke Thank style. You. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, we're not going to put Thank karaoke. You, Evans. We're not putting karaoke and Faith Evans in the same yeah, sentence. Because I've never sing at karaoke because I'll be like, that's not fair. But it'd be some good singers at karaoke. <laughs> karaoke like. is not meant for people who can really sing. But no, it is. Because no, I no, went with my homegirl and they're known as the karaoke twins, right? Uh-oh. And I didn't know this, right? <laughs> and they famous in all the karaoke bars. But they be killing. I didn't even know they could sing. I would love... I would love the to see. Matter of fact, at the Good back night. to the Whitney Houston part, the party with Whitney Houston, you honoring uh, Kelly Price's Grammy nominations. Did you get up and sing background while Kelly was singing, or did she probably sing, so, or she sang behind <laughs> when you were singing? I think I probably do. Sang Either way, the energy. Like if y'all ever do a celebrity karaoke night, because Amber Riley does one oh, in Stevie Mackey's and Stevie Mackey the Good Night yeah. on a Sunday, every mm-hmm. other Sunday or mm-hmm. something. In New- I go to bed at eight, so that's the problem. What? With me. 
Unless you don't I'm go to at bed work at no eight o'clock every night. Wake really? up at four. Hit the stairs at four forty-five. Oh, you're Damn, my you hero. She's disciplined. I gotta get my son up at like five thirty, five forty-five. So yeah, she's disciplined. This is a whole other situation. I, I don't know how I got to doing that, but yeah, that's my schedule. Everybody wow. be laughing at me like I know you're not going no. nowhere, Granny. No, so, so, so let me circle back. Okay, so we were talking about Lil Kim. When you see people like Nicki Minaj come out, these new artists who you know they have their talent or whatever, but they don't pay homage to maybe some of the people that came before them. There's some R&B girls out now who, like Keisha Cole today was like, I love Faith. And you were, and you love the Clark sisters. And everybody has shown love to different people who came before them. Mm -hmm. What do you think of this new age of hip hop or R&B where, you know, you have the little Yachty's who say Biggie's overrated or Tupac's overrated or these people that don't pay homage to those who paved the way. What do you think about that? Um, and I say this a lot when it comes to just people even asking about um, R&B, you know, just music in general. I think it's up to us to teach our kids what, you know, yeah. we got to teach them what good music is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So maybe they didn't grow up listening to that. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean that their expression was correct in saying that this person is whack or overrated. Some people just don't know how to say what they're trying to say. Right. Or just how to say anything. But, you know, to his, to the, the point, I mean, I don't, I don't judge him for that. I mm-hmm. think that's just a, a, a matter of not knowing. Some people not call knowing. it ignorance, but mm-hmm. I'll say not knowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's what I'm saying? Tactful, tactful honesty. But, you know, it's it's up to us. My kids, you know, grew up listening to all types of music. So they, even even though they're, you know, young and they, I could ask them, what's dope about him? Somebody who I'm like, mm, they'll be like, he got good hooks, mom. He's not the best, you know, mm. but they know good music to know Enough. what it is about this young person that I may not really be like, mm, what's that, you know? I'll be like, okay, now I'm paying attention. You know, my, my kids have put me up on a few people. So, yeah, who are you listening to right now, new right now? What's what? Who, who's getting you, like, going? Or you tactfully respect? Well, no, I mean, there's a lot of people. So it's hard when you say who because there's stuff that that's in my playlist that my daughter might have put there that I still listen to, you know, <laughs> even though it wasn't like, oh, this is such and such. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be like, oh, that's like, um, for example, one person that I know for a fact my kids be put me up on Chance the Rapper, like, Mm-hmm. Five, six years ago. Got you. Um, same with Kendrick Lamar, maybe eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. they, be, they were like the mixtape kids, you know. Um, but you know, those there's a new artist every day. You know, That's true. The, mm-hmm. the digital age has made it, you know, it a lot easier for people to, you know, just get through the window. So, but that means that there's a lot more bullshit that gets through the window too. But I just, as a creative person, I really try not to judge people's expression That's of creativity yeah. because. It's like if you get an audience, you know, good for you. Yeah. You know, I can't hate. Okay, we're gonna <laughs> so let's let's judge your tactfulness here with this next <laughs> question. Um, <laughs> uh, besides our love for Little Dragon and appreciation, we have another thing in common, which is um, our name has been put in songs before, which we were not <laughs> depicted at that favorably. Right. You know, Game had his fun, you know, with you Melissa. You and that Honda Accord, Ma- baby. No. Hon- and got, at the time, I was driving an S550, motherfucker. And she got an $80,000 oh um, truck right now. Exactly, but I digress. <laughs> and hey, I, give me a cocktail. And, 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 and here's the thing, is just Game putting my name in the song made people, it, in, it, it insinuated that we had some kind of prior relationship and it went sour and this was his sour grapes. Mm-hmm. When I didn't know him from a can of paint, we'd never met. Right. You know, so... Obviously, there's the song "Hit 'Em Up." Mm-hmm. Um, it probably oh, caused sorry. a massive problem in your life. Well, let me not fi- let me not even you know answer for you. How did that feel, and how did you feel like you needed to respond to it? You know, because I'm. It, they, 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 it was worse than what Game said about me. I will say that. Well, I have a few answers because it's okay. bigger than just that song. That okay. the whole um, 
farce of me and Tupac having a relationship mm-hmm. came out way before that song. Well, I won't say way before because everything back then was different. It wasn't mm-hmm. social was it, was media. it the photo? There was a no. There was no photo. There was a article they did, but. Mm-hmm. The photo that you're talking about, I don't think that was anything with me. It was someone else. No, the photo where you have the red on it. You guys just took a photo. It was just a photo. Oh, no, that was when we first met. God, you that look was so just good in that when photo. we first mm-hmm. met. I, I didn't even know him. That was, okay. you know. Um, but no, there was articles and stuff saying, mm-hmm. you know, when he said that, Shook said, I took him on a shopping spree and traded in my wedding rings, you know. Wow. Yeah. Um, That's a violation. So that song actually came after that, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. However, you also got to factor in the fact that. My um, big um, had the song Jay Z record where he said if Faye had twins, she probably have two Pox. Now, mind you, when I first heard that record, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Big and I were together. And he played it for me, and I'm pretty sure he played it without that verse. Maybe he was still writing it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But when I heard it again a few months later. Mm-hmm. My manager played it. She's like, did you hear? I'm, she was pissed. She was like, I'm fucking going to fuck big up. No, fuck that. Why would he? And I was like, what? She's like, you ain't hear this record? You ain't? You know? And I was like, no. And then she played it for me. And I was like, I was pissed at him because that was never an issue with us, whether I was pregnant by him or Tupac. Like, that was never something we, we he never Even, asked yeah. me that. Like, right. are you pregnant by me or him? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? That wasn't an issue between us. Right. So... It was very shocking, and it was something that was, I was so, I just really kind of dealt with it. I just kind of sucked it up and took that on the chin because I knew that he didn't think that, and mm-hmm. I knew that wasn't the case. But at the same time, we were dealing with the fact that we were separated. I didn't go on his tour because he had a girlfriend and another girl, and da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. It was just so many dynamics. You know, mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm not giving it my energy. I was actually probably maybe six, seven, I want to say kind of, halfway through my pregnancy when that song came out. So I was still doing shows and everything. I got people, you know, saying shit after the shows. I'm like, nigga, fuck you. You know what I mean? (laughs) And this is why her and Cardi should do a song. (laughs) Oh, well, I was just, I'll let her finish, but I was That's so funny you said that. I just thought about that. No, because I was just about to ask you. So if, because I just introduced Cardi to uh, Monica in Miami this weekend. They're not going to, I love Monica, but they're not going to do a song together. But if I put y'all two together and y'all make a song, how do I get paid? You got to write on it, I guess. If you write something, right? What if I just do like pub? We don't yeah, need you to yeah, put us together, yeah. like you know. No, but I want to. I want to <laughs> listen. I know you don't need me to, but I need the check. You got to write something. But where is it going to come from? Boo? I don't know. I don't know publishing. If I just even do, if like, you come up with a concept, what if I make a sound on the album or something? What if it's a mixtape situation? I'm on it. <laughs> anyway. Oh God. Yeah. No, I saw your interview with Vlad. <laughs> Vlad TV. It was a really good, really honest. Because you're also an author. And you've written books, and in your book you detail the um, the relate the experience, the whole Tupac craziness experience. Mm-hmm. My question was: Is just as women in the industry, how do you all take that when when guys just put that on you and not say something? She she said it right when she I, said I t- you took it on the chin. I right. mean, when Game said that, first of all, I heard the song and I thought it was funny as shit because Melissa Ford, Honda Accord, Grammy right. Awards, it rhymes. I'm like, I didn't. And that's I, the funny thing. Big did stuff like that too. Like yeah. he would say something that it was very vaguely have to do with real life, but it made more sense in his song mm-hmm. or in the rhyme or the, you know, mm-hmm. just a juxt- you know, just to make a joke out of it too sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Yeah. So I didn't, I did not anticipate that it was going to take wings like it did in my person, in my case. And so when it, the first show me and Melissa did here, I, I called her Uber and it was a Honda Accord. I was like, was I'm so not getting in that motherfucker. The funny thing is, 
<laughs> even back then, I'm the listener that, you know, and I don't, this probably was after my situation, but mm-hmm. you know, that listen to that, like, well, that don't mean he fucked with her. He probably just making a, you know, because you know, a rhyme out of it because you're know. right, you yeah. know. But not everybody else is that, Think like you know, that. It thinks like that. Right. And so it right. just, I ended up on red carpets and every media outlet was asking me about this. And I was just like, okay, so. What am I supposed to do with this information? Like, what, 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 what do I do? And the only thing that you can do is be composed and tactful and try to deflect. I got a movie in movie theaters right now. Check it out. Well, Honda cars are great cars. See if you yes, can. they have a high resale value, the highest of any car on the road right now. They, okay? also, they also are the number one car that's stolen. So yes. So anyway, there. So, so yeah, they're crazy. <laughs> All right, so I, I was looking at these interviews, but I didn't see this question asked, so I'll ask it. Did you ever see Tupac after he did that song? Like, did you ever run into him? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Did you confront him when it happened? Did you call him and be like, motherfucker, what the... I didn't, have any, I didn't have any contact with him like that. Once I did the record with him, and then... She told the story how she yeah, showed I up at the studio. Yeah, I left LA, like, immediately. She like, showed up you to know, the studio. Within days when I started hearing people, you know, because that wasn't social media time, but we right. we went to that Clive, uh, the waiting to exhale thing. Mm-hmm. Then we went to the studio maybe two days later, and then maybe two days after that, um, you know, it was just somebody saying something that they did the interview. <laughs> I don't know if the, the uh, article was out, but, you know, I just, I just started hearing things, mm-hmm. you know? So I was like, wait a minute, it's time for me to go home because I got to talk to Big. Because at this time, I was avoiding him because I didn't want to be on that bad boy tour mm-hmm. beating somebody's ass every day, <laughs> you know? So I'm like, I'm going to go out here and make some money writing songs. Never knew I was going to meet Tupac. I was just randomly at the club with the dude and his group that I was writing for that night and Nikki Gilbert. Mm-hmm. And Tupac happened to be with Tretch, Tretch, who I knew already. Mm-hmm. Oh, my boy want to meet you. I didn't, you know, wasn't nothing mm-hmm. to me. Big had always talked about him, but I didn't know him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, wow. it didn't feel like anything strange at that time. He was bigging me up. I love your record. I love your music. Let's do a song together. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there was nothing strange in that at that moment to me, you mm-hmm. know. It didn't feel strange until I walked in the studio <laughs> and saw all the Death Row people because I didn't know he was on Death Row. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, my only experience with Death Row was the Source Awards, the Source Awards. which I still wasn't 100% clear on what that was about with mm-hmm. the Sugar and Puffy thing. I didn't mm-hmm. know what that was about. Yeah, that was crazy. And it was crazy. Until how, years later. You and know? it was crazy how in an That's era without social media, it really did take on a life of its own where it became, I think, bigger than hip hop. I remember going to New York to do a to do something at 18. And, you know, I'm from California. I'm from Stockton. It's, mm-hmm. you know, 62 miles east of the... The Bay Area. Mm-hmm. I remember walking outside and kicking one of the walls because I was in. I was from the West Coast. It was some corny shit. I can, okay, love. some corny. Don't touch Faith. <laughs> My hands are right here. Okay. Anyway, um, but no, I remember that it was just so crazy. But I, those were the days of music where you went to Tower Records to line up to buy an album. Yes. And this. I remember, di- oh, I used to like in stores. I'm sorry. trying to get my lip month. Where you would go to meet fans, where fans yeah, could meet you. Yeah, mm-hmm. stores and meet them and, you know, actually, I, I used, you know, I always remember people still to this day. Mm. It was like, you remember, I'd be like, I met you on 77th Street at Tower Records. <laughs> I remember those were the days where, again, you the Faith Evans, the Whitney Houston's, mm-hmm. the uh, Mary J. Blige's, and even back in, you know, the Madonna's, Janet, all the artists were supreme artists, I think, mm. at the time. Mm-hmm. The biggie, the two box with them. Okay, yeah. so the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Your kids are getting, they're in the industry. Kind of, sort of, yeah. So mm-hmm. China's singing. China does everything. China, um, she's a producer, engineer. She wow. writes, she sings, she plays. We're about to do a project together, actually. What's, do you have a title yet or? 
No, but it's in the spirit of the judge. You know, I've, I was just, I'm always thinking of what's Ooh. the next thing I'm going to do, you know. and um, Like my, country like the judge? It's not country, but that's the only mother-daughter duo that I can really think of okay. in, in my, you know, frame of mind right mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I just, that's what I mean by in the spirit, you know, mother-daughter mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't started recording. We just kind of started getting music and song ideas from people. But she hasn't, she's been doing it for so long and she's so amazing. Like, mm-hmm. she's put stuff out on SoundCloud and I'm like, girl, you should submit that to Rihanna, you know? Mm. I actually DM'd Rihanna recently, so <laughs> I got some songs that I really, you know, like, for real. China is awesome. So I'm like, you know, maybe wow. we'll do something together where that'll be a conduit for her to at least get a couple of her songs out there. You know, we'll do a couple of songs together. I'll do a couple of Faith Evans records and let her do a couple of, you know, China records and mm. just kind of let that... And your son is acting. So it can go beyond SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Your son's acting. CJ's acting. CJ is acting. Um, he's actually about to be in the, excuse me, the new Scream series that's coming out on MTV. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. But him and my other son, Josh, are a group. They have a group with a girl called, um, they're called Nonfiction. So is that like Lucy Pearl? I guess. <laughs> I guess so. They're both rappers. The girl sings. Jo- they all sing too, though. Okay. CJ and Josh sing, but. And, yeah. your, and your baby's how old? Ryder, he's 11. He's 11. So do you, did you naturally just let your kids evolve into finding out what they want to do? Mm-hmm. And, that's, and they chose the crazy industry that you're in? Yeah, they did. But um, the boys were, I mean, China's done it since she was little. But, you know, she was with me the whole step of the way, mm-hmm. you know. It was me and her when mm-hmm. I, before I had a deal. And her dad's a producer, too. So, you know, she kind of just naturally got it. Mm-hmm. Um CJ and Josh, they've always, I could always tell they could sing and stuff like that, but they didn't necessarily embrace, like, the whole being creative thing until their teenage years. Mm. The 90s. And so we talked earlier about you and Stevie J making um, music together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to let y'all hear my song. But I'll you're making songs together, too. I'll let y'all see a little bit of the too. video. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Real sexy, too sexy for TV. You and Stevie J, he's the lead guy. I'm the leading girl, honey. The uh, leading woman, darling. Got you. <laughs> she don't need My no man. My booty crack is the star of this video. Honey. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Her booty crack. It's the star of this video, honey. You know who does? Well, anyway. Okay, so do you have a name for that song yet? And I have a very Italian ass. I don't have a Melissa for a booty. It's a very heart-shaped, hippie, Italian, looks. but it's very round at the top. <laughs> you are so not like that, but like that. You know, it's, yeah. don't like, be looking at face. You know, body. I'm like, because I used to be her complexion. I don't. How do you stay like she's so fair skinned Like even her feet, like she's so, so fair. pale. Yeah, Damn, that's pale. crazy. Well, there was a story where you said Puff used to take you tanning. Personally, every day, every day, <laughs> so much so that I was, I had to do a video That's and hilarious. I had this breakout from all of the, you know, the tanning crap. And I had yeah. to, he's like, we got an emergency. He was so, he's so extra. Emergency. We need an emergency. We flew somewhere, probably on a private plane. Uh, I don't know, child. It was so much to get this rid of this thing from all of the. Um, it was like the red little UV, The UV you know, He's like, he used to walk me and wait for me to come out the tennis line. One of my friends talked me into getting tan because he Mercy. said, he said, he said, your hands and your neck aren't the same color, so let's go tanning. I'm thinking, okay. So I go in, I tan, and I'm laying, I guess I laid in there a little too long. But That's when I hysterical. came out, I had those little red, red. bumps that were itching. And so needless to say, I went to go get the tinted moisturizer. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know how to match up that with my skin. So my face was one color, my neck was the other color. 
Y'all look Looking crazy. like Neapolitan ice the, cream. Just yeah. all the way bad. Okay, I, like I, I got to ask you this question. Just because you used to be, you know, um, background singer for Albie Shore and Christopher Williams. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't yeah. really, though. Okay, so explain that, because that's what our researcher, who is not here so we can't kick him, um, <laughs> said in the notes. So what? what's the truth of that matter? My daughter, China's dad, Kayama Griffin, shout out to Kayama. Mm -hmm. He was a part of a production crew called Three Boys from Newark, which was him, Vincent Herbert, and mm -hmm. another guy. Wow. And Wait, Vincent Herbert was yeah. a singer? No, he no, was a producer. producer. They were writers. Okay. And well, Vincent actually does sing. His really? brother had a house band with a house record that was really big. Anyway, you know, they're all from Newark. Mm -hmm. Three boys from Newark. And um, when I was going to Fordham, I used to run into Kayama at Penn Station. He invited me to come by the studio. They were working with Christopher Williams. Mm -hmm. Um... I, we started kind of messing around. I got pregnant. He begged me to move to L.A. By Kayama, not you know, Christopher by, Williams. Not Christopher Williams. No. Chris <laughs> is like my, I call him grandpa, but that's like my big brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I ended up around them and doing stuff with them, like just singing their demo. But I was already very like professional at recording because mm -hmm. I used to sneak out the house to record with this guy that I knew from church. So mm -hmm. I was a vocal producer before I had a record deal. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's why when I met Puff and I went and laid all these arrangements and he was like, how the fuck she know how to do all this and stack her vocals like that? I was doing that like for a hobby, mm -hmm. not even knowing I would be a, having a record deal. Nice. So nonetheless, Chris was ha had got them a record deal. Mm -hmm. I moved to L.A., got pregnant. Um, I'll be sure, same thing, Kayama was producing with I'll Be Sure. Al actually ended up paying me to come to the studio just to lay down his songs that he wrote because he liked how I stacked my harmonies and arrange stuff. And so I wasn't necessarily their background singer. Mm -hmm. He just, he would call me the doctor and he'll be like, come and fix this up. Don't leave. I'll pay you. I was on welfare. My baby mm. daddy started disappearing. Al told me, don't, mm -hmm. don't stop mm -hmm. coming. And he paid me like $2,500 a week to come and Damn, you was getting money. I'll be, I'll be had a little money back then, huh? Oh, are the you man. kidding me? And then shortly yeah. after that was yeah. the session yeah. with Puff. Let me let me tell you about my Albie. Like, I was, I, I was 12 years old <laughs> and I was watching, um, it was Soul Train, like, 25th anniversary or something like that. And it was um, Albie Sher, Barry White, James Ingram. Oh, and Secret Garden. Secret Garden. And oh, so, that was, that, now that right there was, the, I know that. So Barry White comes out, and I'd never heard the song. I didn't know who Albie Sher was. I'm, like, 12, okay? And so then I'm watching the TV, and saw yeah, Barry unibrow. White is, like, exactly, I saw that universe. So Barry White is, like, tell me a secret. And then Albie Sher comes out, and I was just, like... <laughs> He was like, well, "Wait, you never heard Night Albie and Day?" No, oh no, no. But then I became super fan. I used, oh. I used to kiss his posters on my wall. <laughs> yeah. at, a little before too I, much information. Quincy is the reincarnated version of his dad. <laughs> that's that's Diddy's son. Stop. So I just wanted to find out, like, you know, working with Christopher Williams and Albie Shirt at the height of their fame, like, what was what was that like? It was the fandom like insane, and you know, it's just. See, I never was around them in that in, in that form yeah. at their shows. Yeah, I was I like, that. you know pregnant girl yeah. with the producer. So yeah. I was with their wives, right. you know, at their, Natalie, Chris's wife, mm -hmm. sweetheart. Mm -hmm. um, Al's wife at the time, name was Jackie. She was mm -hmm. a sweetheart. They just, you know, used to really treat me like a little sister, but they were in awe of my gift. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I didn't know that my gift was going to end up making me a re successful recording artist. You I know what like I'm saying? I was go just kind of good at what I did. And I feel like I'm going to go know. back and listen to their old, their, their older music and, but I'm not on there. It was songs. This was songs that they were trying to submit, like as producers. But she was just oh, demoing. Okay. Right. Okay. Their okay. demos. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. I gotcha. just gotta ask, and this is my Some last. Some of question. them, like on, on Usher's first album, one or two of the Al records, are mm -hmm. on Usher's first album. Okay. 
Uh, any hopes, future talks for Faith Evans story, Faith Evans film? I am actually working on my biopic now. Me and um, Viacom and Mona and oh. the good people at MTV Viacom. Who can yeah. I play? Probably like a brother or like well, a... Gonna... How about Reggie Wright? Oh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm just playing. Um, but yeah, I'm actually working on a biopic, which is kind of based on it. my book. My, um, my yeah. autobiography, Keep the Faith, which is available on Amazon and anywhere you want to order what? it at right now. If there's Crap a journalist um, position in the film, meaning there's somebody that's oh, asking you something gosh. or interviewing you, I would love to uh, be considered. You know, I got my job on Wild and Out with Nick Cannon asking for a job. You have to ask. Wait, you're your... on Wild and Out? Oh, killing it. This last what season. What are you doing on there? I'm funny. Hello. Wait, like in the thing? I'm in yes, the show. He's on You've been on there too. You've been on there too. You cannot rap. You've been on there too. I'm waiting because they don't even know. I got bars, yo. They don't even know. Okay. I'm ready. Okay, first of all. First of all. First of all. <laughs> be careful what you ask about because the show is moving to Atlanta in June. So you'll be oh, in Atlanta. I live here. But you can come to Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Would you do the show? Uh-huh. Would you do the show? Yes. Sure, I could have sworn. Is a pig's okay. pussy <laughs> pork? Is a pig's pussy pork. I'm using that. Uh, speaking of another <laughs> thing that I don't know about. Uh, no, oh, but, you know what? What I will say is, uh, oh, no, I can definitely rap. You know, I'm in the process of exploring an EP for Hollywood Unlocked. And I said to the producer, I have to figure out how to get Faith on here. I have to figure out how to get Cart. Would you do it? How you're probably expensive. We have to talk offline. For what? For what? I want to put an EP together for Hollywood Unlocked. Do it. I am. I do stuff all the time. I do stuff for free sometimes. If it makes sense. Okay. For me. All right, but I do have an idea for my birthday party, and I know I got to pay for that. So like, oh, we we getting the coin together for my birthday party right now. Mm. Got to have faith, Evans. Okay, so question. You know, when you do favors, you have favor. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hey. <laughs> okay, that's what's okay. up. Okay, listen, we can talk all day. We got to let her go. <laughs> okay. Do you okay. Ask I, have, I have a vajayshal appointment at 2 p.m. Oh, what? A facial on my vajayjay, honey. Yes, a vajayshal. A vajayshal. Even I've though I'm going to be a little one. late. It's right over the I hill. I heard all. What is a vajayshal? It's a facial so on her So her meat curtains to get tightened up, right? Well, no, no, that's a labia plastic. Oh, sorry, that's a labia It's not surgery. I can't believe I'm talking about facial. They exfoliate, they extract (laughs) from the vagina. Yes, because they they give you a mask, so she can look pretty. Even though I'm not doing like vagina porn or vagina photos, you know, but I like to look at it and it look nice. On the next episode of Hollywood Unlocked, we explore vagacials. We'll talk yeah. about facials. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, well, listen. You know I love you. You know I love you to death, and I appreciate you coming up here. At least whoever my future mate is, no, <laughs> that is clean inside. Won't it make you bleed? Well, I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask. Oh, church stuff. I, I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask how much Karen Clark shared oh, influence oh, you. Oh, you know what? Stop it. <laughs> no, because Hi, Casey. No, because I love her to death. You know that's like my fake I mother. Know, like, I, know. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you've seen this, but if you get a chance on YouTube, you probably have. Did you see her uh, Byron Cage and Marvin Winans? Oh yeah, doing. I just saw that recently. <sighs> mm-hmm. So amazing. Love her. Love you. I appreciate you coming on the show. We yes. didn't even have nothing we wanted Can to talk to. Can I come back? Hey, yes. Are you crazy? Anytime. Shit. Anytime. Can you cook? Look, now that I know where y'all at. You don't want to go now. I can just pop house. up like... Brrr.
No, actually, three people got shot today. No, for real, up here. No, I'm talking about from you. Oh, I was about to say like, no, we've had somebody pull a gun on us in the studio. Yeah, yeah, just pulled a gun on us. Just pointed it at him. Just got a million views. Anyway, all right, everybody. Were they serious? Yeah, it was dead yeah. serious. Oh wow! Well, he wasn't <laughs> mad at us. He well, just had it. It was oh. it was boom gang, and he announced today that he gave up drugs. So God bless him. Oh okay, okay. These perks and stuff. Anyway, That's we love you, Faith Evans. Thank we you guys do. for we having love me. You so much. Yes. I'm Bye, coming back for real. For real. For real. For We're real. gonna have you back. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have you back. I'm All gonna right. talk about my vajayshul, and I'm gonna bring you guys some data. <laughs> well, we've, no. had, we've had somebody up here show people how to give a proper blowjob. So we do go from zero to a. You Ooh. know, this is a good way of popping our Faith Evans cherry. It was nice. It was calm. It was, mm-hmm. you know, the next show would be a lot more reckless. No, I ain't reckless. No, Mm-mm. me neither. If I had some cocktails, I might get a little more like I love, I I love that, I like that. Hey, and everything like that, and what you know, it might be a more, you know, it's, it's I might beatbox and shit. Next, <laughs> time, next time you come, I'll have, I'll have some um, pre-rolled cavi cones and some Hennessy <laughs> or Ciroc. I drink vodka. Ciroc. Ciroc. Some Ciroc up here. All right. Well, we gonna right. let her go get her vajayshul. We out. Peace. Thank you. Bye, everybody.